Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. That's right, guys. We are turning it up here again on the Pigskin Chance Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Justin Gonzalez, and you can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo. Sitting across from me is my best friend, Derek Bordeaux, and you can find him at pigskin underscore drock. Derek, how we doing today, brother? Doing great. Absolutely yes, great. Excited to get into this new series. Let's get it. Let's do it, man. All right, so tonight we're introducing, like I said, a brand new series. We're calling it the Fantasy Rundown, all right? sole purpose of this episode is to dive into a single player, talk about their health, their team's offensive situation, coaching changes, competition on the roster, overall fantasy outlook for 2021, and then we're going to finish up with a quick game of stud, stash, or pass. Justin, are you ready? Let's get it, brother. Let's do it. What the hell is a rundown? I just need that rundown by as soon as possible. Okay. Just get it right. Yeah, gotcha. Of course. We're going to dive in to the rundown. I'll be exhausted because it's like a triathlon. Woo! Oh, yeah, guys. Let's get it. All right. The very first player we're going to talk about on our fantasy rundown is Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall draft pick in 2021. Draft to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 6'6", 220-pound quarterback, has been destined. Sunshine. Sunshine, man. He's been destined to be the number one draft pick for for years. Mm-hmm. Even through high school, people were telling him he's going to be the number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, shined his freshman year, winning a national championship over at Clemson. Dude has played and balled out every level. Has never lost a regular season game. Yeah, dude is a beast. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, suffered a torn labrum in his left non-throwing shoulder earlier this year. Underwent surgery February fifteenth, following a personal pro day on February twelfth. An injury that originally occurred back in week two of 2019, he re-aggravated it in 2020. Recovery timeline, six to eight weeks, but could, and could start throwing again four to five months to be fully cleared sometime in July. Now, this obviously, the timeline started back in February when he had his surgery, so he's actually on track to be ready for training camp, which is great. It's also his non-throwing shoulder, so it shouldn't affect him as far as 2021. So very excited for that. We did see what he could do with the injury right i mean he was he had it last year he did play last year he played at a high level too and you know you look at his stats the last two years when he had his you know injury 67.3 completion percentage 6800 yards 60 touchdowns 13 interceptions the dude was supposed to be the number one pick for a reason this injury didn't stop him i don't think it's going to stop him moving forward yeah man uh so Talk a little bit about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So last year, they they were very bottom of the barrel. Very, mm-hmm. very bottom of the barrel. So they were they had the 21st overall ranking for their passing offense. They had quarterbacks of Garner Minshew, Mike Glennon, and Jake Luton. Uh, combined, they passed for 3,699 yards. They had the overall 28th rushing attack with uh, James Robinson having uh, over 1,000 yards rushing, man. He was, what, the RB5? RB7, I believe. RB7. 
So he was RB7 in fantasy football last year. He, you know, but they only had a the 28th rushing offense. They were literally one of the worst rushing teams, but they produced a top 10 yes. rusher. Yeah, it just shows you how good he was last year, how much volume he got. So, I mean, they, 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 he, Trevor Lawrence is coming into a situation with an established running back, which is good. Absolutely. And uh, they had the 22nd-ranked offensive line, so not the best offensive line. They also ranked 28th in points. They averaged about 1.71 points per drive, about 30.5 yards, and just under six plays per drive. So they weren't moving the ball that much. Ouch. Yeah. And they were starting right around uh, the 26, 25 to 30 yards on their own territory. That was their average starting position. So going 30 yards, they're not even – they're making it barely to midfield and they're having to punt. Uh, so there's a reason why this team was 1-0 and then 1-15. So uh, they do have a pair of new coaches, new head coach of Urban Meyer coming out of coaching in college. He coached for 17 years, Ohio State, Florida, Bowling Green, and Utah. Uh, dude was retired as well, man, right? And just yeah. coming out of retirement, coming in the NFL, getting his first shot. Uh, brings on offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, replacing Jay Gruden. Uh, Daryl Bevel was previously an offensive coordinator 2019-2020 season for the Detroit Lions. Um, I mean, it, it's very interesting to see how they're going to use Trevor or like what scheme they're going to run. But I think that's uh, one of the biggest question marks we have. For sure. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence to see. They they got him another running back in Travis Etienne. So let's let's see what happens, man. Yeah, so, as, you know, as far as fantasy opportunity goes – uh, for this season, uh, he's the number. He's the day one starter, without question. There is no competition on the roster that's going to challenge him for that number one spot. So, yeah, you talk about Gardner Minshew and CJ, like they're they're just backups. Okay, so really don't have to talk about that part. Trends from pre- previous years, like there's a new coaching staff. We don't know what Urban Meyer is going to bring to the table as far as how how he's going to call an offense in the NFL. College is different than the NFL. In college, he was a little bit more balanced. They had a solid running game mixed with short passing game. Like It was a spread offense, like the RPO game and all that stuff. I could see him running that same style of offense. We'll see how uh, it, you know, it changes from a college offense to a NFL offense. Okay, Contract status. You know, He's going to get money. He's going to get paid. Four years. It projected. pays to be the number one. <laughs> hasn't projected $36 million fully guaranteed with, with a fifth-year option, which is really good. And he plays in Florida with no, no state income, income tax. tax. Yeah. So he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to make he's going to make the most amount of money of this rookie quarterback class. Oh, for sure. At least in his first contract. Now, they do have uh, Minshew on the roster with a. Uh, he's currently on a four-year deal, two point seven million dollars. Will be a free agent in a couple years. Beathard signed a two-year deal to be the backup. Again, we're, you know, I'm just going to hammer this. He's not in trouble of. There's no competition for Trevor Lawrence. He's a day one starter, right? Justin, we're going to play a game real quick. Okay. okay. Stud, stash, or pass, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Now, when we say this, okay, studs are weekly plays no matter the matchup. Okay. So if you say he's a stud, he's being played every single week like a Patrick Mahomes. Stash means that we don't expect this player to start off strong but could have a strong second half of the season and is a stream candidate in good matchups. And then pass, 
are players that we don't want anything to do with in 2021 at all. So I'll throw it to you, Justin. Trevor Lawrence, is he a stud, stash, or pass? Okay, man. So for me, he's definitely going to be a stash. Uh, I have no problem, especially in a one-quarterback league, getting him either off the waiver wire after we draft or late-round draft pick. I have no problem doing that because I believe he's going to be this year's Joe Burrow. Now, I'm not saying he's about to go get hurt. I'm not going to say anything like that. I, I don't wish injury on any player. Uh, I, I, if I could wish that everybody be healthy for a season. It'd be awesome NFL yeah. season, man. It's a brutal game, though. But I believe he's going to be this year's Joe Burrow. I think that – so if, if, when I say that, Joe Burrow comes out, he has a 16-point fantasy production, then he has a 22-point fantasy production, then he goes 20, 16, 3, 17, 31, 18, 12, 10. I like that 31 somewhere in there. Okay, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So when I say a stash, I think that once you figure out how they're going to implement this offensive scheme for Trevor Lawrence, they're building this offense for their new franchise quarterback, okay, I think that whatever Urban Meyer comes up with is going to fit him perfectly. I do I do believe that, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's going to take him a little bit of time to come from college to the NFL, and he's going to show out like he has in every single level, but in spurts. I don't think he's going to be that Patrick Mahomes, this is my quarterback, I don't care the matchup. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't think he's going to be that. I think it's going to be a little bit of a stash, and maybe he does become a stud halfway through the season or three-quarters of the way to where it helps you win a championship, mm-hmm. depending on what that, that, that season schedule looks like. Yeah, you, know, you never know. Now, I, th- I, I I'm gonna agree with you. I, I think he's a stash, but I think it's close because, and I'll say this: their defense is not good. Okay, so they're gonna be throwing pretty much nonstop, right? Yes, they produced a top ten fantasy running back last year, but they're one of the worst teams rushing the football. You said at 28th and uh, as far as uh, rushing offense, but they were near the bottom of the league in rush attempts. Even though, like I said, they he produced just got James all Robinson. the work. He got all of the work, right? But the, the the slice of the pie was really small. So they threw the ball a lot to begin with. So now you add in Trevor Lawrence, who is a way better passer than anybody they had last year. I think that the arm and the what you said about phenomenal. Yes, what you said about Urban Meyer bringing in a system that fits him, it plays to his strengths, is going to help him be successful early. I'm just not willing to say he is a stud yet just because, you know, and I'm probably not going to be saying a lot of these guys, a lot of the rookie quarterbacks are studs right out of the gate, okay? Especially some of the guys that aren't projected to be day one starters. But anyway, the guys that are projected to be day one starters, I can't say they're studs because you don't really know what they're going to be like in the NFL. absolutely, man. It's a different game. But I will say it's very close for me. Because if he comes out and he looks anything like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert from last year, like halfway through the year, you could be starting him every single week and he could be a stud in fantasy football. Now, I will say he does have a little bit of a favorable schedule due to the fact that he plays in the division he plays in. He's got to play Houston twice. I love that. You know, like this is why I'm saying a stash because I think like against Tennessee – 
against Houston. That's four games out of your 17-game schedule that you can use them. Now, the Colts, they got a little bit tougher of a defense, mm-hmm. okay? But they still got to, you know, they still got to play. I, I think that Trevor Lawrence, like you said, that defense is not that good. I think that he's going to be on the field a lot more. And they did bring in a lot of playmakers for him. Yeah, they're surrounding okay. him with weapons. They've got a very, very good starting wide receiver core in DJ Chark, LaVisca Sinolt, and Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they have a backfield in uh, Travis Etienne, James Robinson, Carlos Hyde. All three are, are capable back. guys. Capable Absolutely backs. Absolutely capable guys. Now, fantasy-wise, don't know if I'm going to touch that running back group because I don't know what's going on with Urban Meyer being like, oh, Travis Etienne's a first-round three-down back. Yeah, I don't. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The biggest thing is you just got to figure out what Urban Meyer is like as an NFL yeah. coach and play caller. He's like, already making now questionable he calls. does he <laughs> exactly he does have Daryl Bevel who has called an NFL offense before, so he has that working for him. Just what is how much of Urban Meyer's college offense will come into the NFL? How much will he bring in? Because I mean, I don't think Daryl Bevel is not a guy who's a spread offense rpo throw it around the yard like the, the yeah. lions weren't like that last year so we'll see how that marriage works out i think that it would be a you know beneficial to trevor lawrence to get most of that college offense installed in this in the, in the jaguars offense because that'll help him and play to his strengths man this guy could be if he's anything like that you know people are comparing him to, to peyton manning and andrew luck and all these big time quarterbacks if he can be even a sliver of that in year one, you could be starting him a lot. And like you said, four games against Tennessee and Houston is absolutely juicy. Yeah, I absolutely. I think that we have a, um, you know, we could have, a, you know, we could be talking about a top five quarterback coming up. Yeah. You know, we could we could be talking about it in a couple of years. Like, hey, we're taking Trevor Lawrence right after we're taking Mahomes or something. You right, know, you know, right, we could exactly, be, exactly. We could be talking about that. We just don't know at this point. Our consensus right. ranking on this podcast right now is uh, quarterback 17 yep. for redraft. So we're just outside that top 12 because I'm not as far comfortable as rookies, being, yeah, yes. As far as rookies, he's our, he's our number one rookie quarterback. Absolutely, because right? he's the projected he's, day one he's starter. He's the day one starter that has the most talent, right? So yes. you're talking about Zach Wilson. He's not as talented as Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence is our number one, right? As far as drafting Trevor Lawrence this year, for me, I'm absolutely going to be taking him in the, in the later rounds. Okay, Now, some of the quarterbacks that we talk about throughout this series that are stashes, I may approach them as I'm not going to draft him, but I'm going to pick him up off, off the waiver wire after somebody else drops him. I'm not taking that chance with Trevor Lawrence. If, okay. he, even, if he even turns into a little bit of Justin Herbert – like Justin Herbert last year, you couldn't pry him from anybody last year. Oh, for sure. The second he started breaking out, that was it. Yeah. He was he was on a team, not getting dropped. I'm not giving anybody that chance. I'm going to take my proven veteran first, and then in you know rounds ten through you know thirteen or fourteen, I think I'm be able to get him in that area, especially if he stays down at 17 we're you know absolutely if if people aren't ranked if his ECR isn't in the top 12 i think you can get him in the later rounds but you have to draft him you can't let him get undrafted because if he is the rookie of the year this year you want that on your team absolutely so let me ask you a question here Derek how do you feel on superflex leagues how are you going to utilize or look upon Trevor Lawrence i mean it's the same way i mean i draft him as my second quarterback I wouldn't take him as my first. 
because I would think you're you just be, playing with okay, fire. So would you be comfortable going into a team with Superflex with it being like a, a proven guy? Like somehow you, you get like Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence. Are you looking to go get a third guy because you're kind of skeptical of how he's going to to look and he might have those down weeks like Joe Burrow did? Or are you looking at it more like, okay, I think that this man's going to be have every opportunity to succeed, and I, I believe in that. Well, I think generally my, my strategy on Superflex is to take three quarterbacks. I think that's just a general strategy that everyone should employ. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I don't really like Superflex as much because – if you don't take three quarterbacks, you're 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 screwed. You know you don't have any depth. You need depth, right? So of course I'm gonna take him as my second quarterback, and I'm also gonna take a, another guy. So honestly, if I can get him as if he's just one of my three, I'm happy. Okay. As long as he's one of my three, I'm happy. If I if I if he's my two as far as like production level, right? If he's if the third guy I have on my team is less than Trevor Lawrence, I'm a little bit nervous because. If Trevor Lawrence turns out to be a bust, then I'm really hurting that quarterback. So hopefully he turns out to be a superstar like everyone's saying, like everyone believes he's going to be. I mean, like he's proven every level he's played in. Exactly. So So I'm I'm just really hoping that he's an elite player. I hope he's an elite player because I do want to draft him as my second quarterback, especially even in, especially in Superflex. And I think it's it'd be a good investment. Even in one quarterback leads, I think it'd be a good investment. All right, guys, that is going to be it for us today. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Rundown shows here all offseason long. Thank you for listening. Please follow both of us on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo. That is Justin and myself at pigskin underscore drock. Also follow the show at pigskin under, sorry, at pigskin champs. And we are just scratching the surface here on the Fantasy Rundown series, so stay tuned. We thank you all for listening. We appreciate the support. Follow the show and join us next week for another Pigskin Chance Fantasy Football episode. See you.